Today's podcast is sponsored by Amelia Earhart Airlines. If you're looking to disappear off the radar, lay low and escape the hectic speed of life, Amelia Earhart Airlines is your airline. Now booking for destinations that are so on the down low, we can't even talk about them because we don't even know where they are. Amelia Earhart Airlines, come disappear with us. Ready, set. All right, everybody. How's it going today? Hello. How are ya? I'm Larry Thibodeau. Larry Tib LT. You can call me whatever you want. How's it going? How you doing? Today is, what is it? I don't even know what today is. Today is Monday, December 18th. And I've told you before, Mondays are not my favorite days, but I got to get this done. I got to get it done, as that uh, redneck dude would say. It's Monday. Happy Monday. We're getting close to Christmas. Christmas is fun. Christmas is about presents and getting things and hanging out. And it's Santa's birthday. Yeah, I know. It's not Santa's birthday. It's Jesus's birthday. But interestingly enough, if you study theology like I have, you will understand that Jesus's birthday was probably actually in September. And this is just a carry on from the pagan religion. The robots like to celebrate the pagan religions celebrated their God's birthday in December, so that's a carry-on. But who cares, right? Christmas is all about fun and watching cool movies and putting up a tree and eating cookies, and that's my favorite part of the holiday is eating cookies. So I hope your week is going well. I hope your time is going well since we've talked last. A lot has happened since I last recorded. So I'll be here to guide you today through conversation. How's your life? How's your stuff going? You getting it done? You happy? I'm happy. Things are good. I'm going to start out with the best thing. Any parent can probably relate to what I'm getting ready to talk about here. But um, a week ago from Saturday, we watched our oldest son graduate from college. It was a very surreal moment for us. Not even as a bragging right, but just to see your child achieve is something that's very cool. It's actually beyond description of how I felt. I didn't do it myself. I went to college later in life. Both Tracy and I went later. So we didn't have that experience of going off to college after high school. Colin was kind of the first in our unit, our clan, the little Tib clan. Yeah, there's a couple other college graduates. Brother Ed has his master's degree. And Alyssa graduated. Her and Colin are the same age. There are other college graduates in the family, of course. But out of our clan, out of us four, Colin was the first for his undergrad. And that's a very cool honor that he'll always have. It was a great day. We've decided to do, well, actually he decided to do, to to graduate with his department or with his college instead of the big graduation where thousands of people walk across the stage and it takes four or five hours. This was a very intimate ceremony. It was like um, maybe a half an hour start to finish. It was the uh, fall graduation anyway, so it wasn't the major one. And there was probably 40 people that walked across the stage. It was such a small group of people, they would pause and let the families come up and take pictures as they were getting their degrees. So it was a very great time. If I had my uh, social media stuff set up already, I'd post a picture of us. Our family is very laid back. We're a laid back people's, us Thibodeaux's. We don't like suits. 
We don't like dresses. We don't like formality of stuff like that. We're all very uncomfortable. It doesn't mean we won't dress up if we absolutely have to, but we kind of prefer not to. So you'll see us in our celebration pictures with Colin, all of us wearing jeans or stuff like that, casual. But it was a great time nonetheless, and we're very proud of him. And he's off to do cool things. We're not really sure what he's going to do exactly yet, where he's going to apply his knowledge, his newfound knowledge, but he will apply it somewhere. We just want him to be happy and be able to take care of himself. That's good enough. So anyways, that happened on Saturday, a week ago from Saturday. And then that following Sunday, we went down to the National Zoo at night with Gavin, Katie, Colin, and his girlfriend, Audrina. All six of us went down there. First, we had dinner to celebrate Gavin's birthday. He turned 19. So it was just a weekend of celebration. We had a lot of fun. We all got to spend time as a family, which is the most important thing. But we went down to the National Zoo where they have zoo lights on at night. And um, it was kind of cold outside. And it's really cool how they light up everything. So we went walking around in some of the exhibits. So the animals are, are left open. And we went in to watch uh, or look at the orangutans. And the orangutans, there was a couple of them that were visible sleeping already. So they had the lights off, but they were still letting people come in and walk around and look at them. Poor orangutans just looked like humans that were stuck in a in a glass house with people looking at them. They were laying in these little straw beds with like sleeping bags over, taking their hands and covering their eyes like they didn't want to face the world. I felt very bad for them animals at that moment. It would kind of felt like, just think if you were just trying to sleep, you were trying to lay in your bed and go to sleep and there was just line of a line of people walking by looking at you, gawking at you. Tapping on the window. Oh, look at him. Look at her. Look at how they're laying. It almost looks human. What a miserable fucking life for those monkeys. Good God. But I'm not going to stop looking. I do find it fascinating. I do like looking at the animals at the zoo. I'll probably keep going to the zoo. I'm sorry. Can't help it. But if we close the zoos down tomorrow, we let them go. Good, too. I'm good either way. I'm flexible like that. So we did that. Um, I hate driving in D.C. I did one of the old dad moments. I'm starting to have those dad moments more and more in my life where we drove. We saw the entrance of the zoo and for some reason I just couldn't turn left into the entrance and I had to do a complete loop around the entire outer uh, perimeter of the zoo just to frustrate everybody a little bit. Driving in the city is miserable. If you are a good driver in the city, good for you. Congratulations. I am not a good driver in the city. And that's always proves to be frustrating, so I'd love to take in the Metro, but then again, the Metro takes so long. So actually, I'd love if they could cage up a few animals, put them in a truck, and drive them to my house and put them out in the front yard so we could just go walk around and look at them from our house. That's probably what rich people do. I'm not sure. Maybe someday, if we get some money, that's what I'll do. I'll just have zoo animals brought to my house. So anyways, I hate driving in D.C. Um, Before that, we went to Firebirds, so... We did barbecue after uh, Colin's graduation on Saturday, and on Sunday we went to Firebirds and had a steak, and I had some type of pasta, chickeny thing. Perfect time now is to just discuss how much of a fail my uh, diet's going. It's going nowhere. It's stalled. I think I've given up for the um for the holidays. I'm just going to go ahead and give up. Not really give up. Kind of keep an eye on it a little bit, but I'm going to ease up. I'm not going to stress out until the New Year's. I know I've heard I've told myself that before and I don't believe me. 
Believe me that I got an eye on me, and I know that I don't tell the truth about that stuff all the time. But listen, it's a point where I have to get serious. I got some good runs coming up next year. We'll talk about them at some point in time. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to starting again, resetting the clock, resetting everything, starting at zero again. Let's go with this new start. I probably figured that I was going to give up my diet around Tuesday. We At work, we had a um, party. The Christmas party or holiday party, because we're not allowed to say Christmas anymore. I get that. I understand. So we had our holiday party. So Tommy brought in some Bloody Marys for us. I never had Bloody Marys, but we had a few in the morning. That sort of derailed my uh, my diet for the week there. And from there, just went downhill. So anyways, no change in that. Still kind of puffy and crappy feeling. We'll just try to keep getting better as time goes on. Eh? Also, last week, well, actually, this week is the first week of my Christmas break. It's something I've never officially said, but I've sort of alluded to. I never finished college, and I'm actually going to college now. Interestingly enough, like the movie Back to School, I go to the same college that my youngest goes, Gavin. Gavin and I go to the same college. The only difference is, is that we're not rich like that. So uh, there is no silver lining of money. And our story, it's not a comedy that way. We're just struggling Americans going to school. But um, I do go to school. I have been for years. It feels like I've been going my entire life. I know it's only been a few years. And I'm making progress. I'll be done next year. If you haven't finished your education and you have that itch to go back, go back and do it. Life is too short to sit around and think about it. You don't want to do that. I tried it. The business world is very judgmental about that. And I don't know why. I went to technical school, and here's what I found out about technical schools. I am a very well-trained IT professional. I've done it for a lot of years, a long time, and um, I'm good at what I do, but it seems like every few years they want to take away your certifications, they want to take away your credibility, and um, it gets tiresome. I know that in the industry, you have to keep up. You have to keep up with any industry, but especially technology because it changes at such a fast pace, but there are certain experiences just like any other industry that you just can't gain from reading a few books. There's experience, right? I'm starting to sound like an old person, right? Here's the problem. I am becoming an old person. I get it. I know. How many of you get what I'm saying? Because if you get what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying you might be feeling old like me, right? But with an education, they can't take that away. You get that degree and that degree lasts for life. And uh, anybody who's thinking to go back to school should just think about that because it's true. Anyways, it's the first week um, of a month off. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. My degree is an individualized study degree, um, but it's focused around digital sociology. I'm interested in how technology affects uh, social behaviors of groups, especially in a global setting. I find that interesting, and I want to find some interesting work in that area. So I take a lot of communication, sociology, and technology classes. That's kind of what my focus is in my major and um, I finished up on a sociology class and a culture class, a global culture class. And um, both of them, this semester was probably the most boring semester on record for me. I could be wide awake. I could wake up from a nap. I could wake up from sleeping all night and go to my first class and actually um, almost fall asleep. I was so bored. But I powered through it and uh, got done. I'm getting good grades. Future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Anyways, I'm gonna enjoy the month off, recharge a little bit. I think I need it. 
And uh, the best part, you know, Colin's done, so he'll be coming home over the holidays, hanging out here. He's still living in Richmond, but he'll come back. And then Gavin, he'll be home. He's going to be home for a month. That'll be awesome to have the boys here. Have my boys here. I miss them. I miss that family unit. When it's gone, you don't realize how much you miss it. Empty nester. Are you an empty nester? You're going to be an empty nester. Or are you at that part in your family upbringing where you're going, man, I can't wait until we become empty nesters. Because when you become an empty nester, something happens. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's great. There's an adjustment period to it. And I'll tell you this, though. I miss it. I miss the part of having that family unit together. So anyways, lots of stuff going on. Last Saturday, we did a run. We decided on this new thing that we're going to do. Tracy, Rob, and I, that's my running crew. That's my crew of runners. That's that's who I run with all the time. We are um, trying to start to do this 50K on New Year's Day. And that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, it'll kind of keep me from going too crazy on New Year's Eve. Too old anyways. It takes too long to recover from having too big of a party. And then you start the year out right. Kicking it out, doing a good run, getting a good workout. It's a great way to start the year. So we need to kind of keep in shape. Usually what happens is, is we go out on a run in October. We run a 50K or Trace and Rob tried the 100K this year in Pennsylvania, their hometown. That usually is the pinnacle run for us of the year. And then after that, we just sort of meld into chairs. At least Rob and I do. Tracy, she works at a gym, so she can't. But um, Rob and I acknowledge that we sort of sit back and enjoy this time until New Year when we can just kind of sit back and eat the cookies that go around. All the good stuff that happens around Christmas, Thanksgiving, and stuff like that. Put on 10 or so, and then work in the first few months to take that 10 off. So I think what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and try to not put that extra 10 on. So we're still running. So Saturday, we did an 18-mile run. I think it actually turned out to be about 18 and a half miles. And our old stomping grounds, Fountainhead Park, to Bull Run Regional Park, for all you Virginia trail runners, that's where we were on Saturday. It took a little over five hours. We weren't in any type of killing pace. Just having fun out there, doing our thing, enjoying the weather, getting some exercise. So that was good. And the the bonus of it all is afterwards we went over and we had dinner with Gavin. So that was cool. So recently Gavin and I have been out to um, a couple of uh, used record places. I've been in search of some CDs and LPs and stuff to re- Rekindle my interest in music somewhat. I've become somewhat discouraged for a couple of reasons. At some point in time, I just embraced that I like older music better. And here's the scary thing. For the most part, music no longer makes sense to me. Everybody is writing stupid songs except for a few bands like the Foo Fighters. When the Foo Fighters put out a record, I think it's good. But for the most part, pop music, anything, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. It's trivial, it's stupid, it makes no sense. I'm not happy with it. So I embrace the older music. So I become a little bit discouraged when I listen to the radio. So I find myself going to these old CD shops and trying to find old stuff that I missed out on. And recently I picked up three of R.E.M.'s early records. They're releases from 84, 85, and 86. And then I picked up a couple of replacement CDs because I heard a an, an old interview with the bass player on Mark Marin's podcast. I was pretty interesting, and it got me into listening to the replacements. So here's my assessment of them. I have no idea what I was listening to in the 80s, but I sure missed out on a lot of good music. R.E.M. is absolutely awesome. Go back and listen to that music. 
what I'm most interested about that music is, is that these guys for probably a span early on for six years or more, they put out a record every year. And if you listen to the music back to back, it's great music. It really is. Take down that thing in your mind where you can't just listen to something objectively. Just listen to what they're trying to do. Don't put your taste too much in there. Listen to what they're striving for. Here's also what I've tried to do recently, is listen to music as if I was watching this band in a club. Now think about that for a second. If you saw R.E.M. in a club, playing the songs that they wrote, here's another original we wrote, just like the local bands, it would be pretty fucking cool, I think. So I'm going back listening to this stuff, and I'm like, my God, how did I miss all this good music back then? It took me a long time, and it took me two kids to figure out what I was doing wrong. And I say two kids because both of my boys had a very um, much broader spectrum of music that they listened to. They actually introduced me to a lot of stuff, including old stuff. And then stuff from the 90s that I missed. Modest Mouse, Old 97s, Wilco. Holy shit, where was I? Where was I with all this stuff? I'll tell you exactly where I was. Let me look up a little bit. Here's, here was my upbringing. And listen, I, the majority of my CDs that I have right now, okay, support my old music, the stuff I like, the stuff that I listen to. But um, the reality of it is, is that music was a little bit limited in spectrum. I listen to stuff like this. Yeah, still gets me pumped when I listen to it. But I thought the world revolved around this stuff. We'll just listen to the beginning, man. That's what I listen to. Stuff like that. Yep. I listen to the hair metal music from the 80s. Realistically, the stuff that kind of ruined everything. I say that because if you go back and actually listen to music from the 60s and 70s, they tried it in a different way. In the 80s, it became very much about fashion, stuff like that. It became about image, became about guitars and drums and no bass. There was no bass ever in music in the 80s. The bass player was just sort of a symbolic thing for this type of music. If you go back and listen to R.E.M.'s bass lines, holy shit, the guy was playing the bass. I don't know if they were playing the bass in this type of music and a lot of it because they never, they drown out the bass player most of the time. So I'm going back and uh, the key part of this is, is that I didn't understand dynamics at all. You know, if you listen to a band like R.E.M., they'll play music and the entire space of music, and I sound like a complete hippie right now, but it makes sense if you listen to it, it might make sense for you. I mean, it could easily make sense because this is not rocket science. It's just listening to music. But if you listen to some a band like R.E.M., a lot of times there's empty space in between the instruments. I never liked that as a kid. I don't know why. I That whole idea, I guess, of Phil Spector's wall of sound 
where you just filled every inch of the area that you're listening to. It's just got a big sound. Everything's big. Everything is reverby and overproduced. And I never like that sound when you can kind of hear, oh, it's four dudes jamming and there's a, a guitar player and they may overdub one guitar part, but you can distinctively hear the guitar parts and then the bass there and the drums and, and how they interact. And there's a little bit of empty space between them. I never liked that before. I never did. And I don't know why. And and I think what it leads to is I just didn't understand dynamics and music is that sometimes you can bring it down that it always doesn't always have to be at this level. Still a great song, though. I still love Motley Crue. And I still have a bunch of their old music, and I still listen to them all the time. So there's no bash on the Motley. It's more bash on my own um, narrow-minded ideas of music at some point in time. So there's that, and then let's talk about one more thing about music here. You tell me what this sounds like. I'm going to play a piece of a popular song right now. I'm going to go back and tell you what I think it sounds like. Okay, that's seriously all I can take of that song because it's so horrible, in my opinion. But let me um go back and sing and tell you what it sounds like to me saying here. Woo. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, stick your head in doo-doo. The guy wrote a song about a little kid's, um one of the little rhymes to annoy somebody else. I find it amazing that that's a popular song now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm not jealous. I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care about the riches you gain from playing a song like that. I'm amazed that you can actually overlay Nanny Nanny Boo Boo Stick Your Head in Doo Doo in a song that's popular that's played on the radio all the time. People, what's happening to us? I told you I'm a little salty, ain't I? I'm a little salty on this Monday. Maybe I need to wrap it up. Well, let's finish up with the music stuff here. So I got three CDs from REM. I got two from The Replacement. Here's my honest opinion. The REM stuff is great. If you get an opportunity, go back and listen to that stuff. You'll be blown away. If you can open your mind like I'm trying to do desperately myself, I'm not sitting from a pedestal. Just remember that. I'm down in the crowd with everybody else. I'm trying to understand this music the same way. But if you can open up your ears and get past that stuff that you you maybe you thought about them when you were a kid, you'll hear that there's some pretty great music. And then the replacements, I like their punk stuff. I got two of their CDs. I got a very early EP that they put out on um, a local label in Minneapolis or in the early 80s when they were just starting out. It was called Stink. And then I got like a greatest hits, uh, best of. So it had a lot of music from a lot of their different, uh, from their different CDs. And I didn't like their poppy stuff at all. I thought their poppy stuff was quite boring being honest, but listen to that stink EP. I thought it was great. It was very awesome. That's my record reviews for this week. That is not an ongoing thing. It's just something that I wanted to talk about. 
So the week ended kind of bad for us. Everything was going good until last night. Tracy and I actually finished up our Christmas shopping yesterday. Everybody was watching a football game. Redskins, Redskins and Cardinals were playing. So all the stores seemed to be pretty empty while that game was going on. So Tracy and I made it out. We made it to the stores. We finished up our Christmas shopping. We went and saw Colin in Richmond. We made it back. We got our regular week weekend stuff done. Our Thibodeau stuff that we had to do. And then we decided to just go grab something quick, Cadoba, for dinner. And as we sat down, Tracy said, everything kind of worked out well today for us. It worked out almost too good. She said it a little earlier, but she said it worked out too good. Something's got to happen. And as we sat down to eat, we got a phone call. Colin was on his way home from work. Went into a four-way, uh, in an intersection that has a four-way stop, apparently. And the oncoming car just decided they didn't want to stop or they didn't see the stop sign. Shot right through it. And um, we're thinking now Colin's uh, CRV's totaled. He's okay. He is okay. Most importantly, he is okay. He got banged up and he's sore. He wasn't really sure why he was sore. And today he went to go get his stuff out of the car because we had the car towed. It's not drivable. He hit the car. The person hit the car so hard. He knocked one of the wheels off the car, broke the axle. So Colin had to go pick up some stuff out of his car. And when he did, um, he realized that the airbags had deployed. There's nothing scarier to a parent than having that kind of talk with your kid or finding out your kid's been in a car accident, especially when it's not their fault especially when all they're doing is just trying to get home after a long day of work. Kind of pisses me off and it freaks me out at the same time. But I guess as parents, we signed up for this kind of worry and we will always have this type of worry. Can I get the dilly-dilly for that? It's not beer that I'm drinking. I'm just drinking water. To wet my whistle. Anyways, I want to finish this week on um, a new story that I saw recently. A very sad story that happened, um, I think, over the weekend in Goochland County, Virginia. A 22-year-old girl walking her pit bulls. They're not really sure what happened, but her father found her on a trail where she was walking the dogs and she was dead. The dogs were guarding her body, and then as the police came and got the dogs away from her, they realized she had been mauled and they're suspecting by her own dogs. That's a terrible story and this is not a plight against pit bulls or anything like that. They'll figure out what's going on. But here's what happened afterwards. I caught myself going on to Facebook and looking her Facebook page up. That's kind of weird, right? I know it is, but I do it. I don't know why, but when I see something like that, I will go on to Facebook and look at the person's page, see what was going on in their life when, when a tragedy struck. I think because it's kind of scary to me to see a person just out walking their dogs and then not come back home. So I look up at their life and I try to see what's going on and kind of get a sense as to, you know, did they know this was coming? I know it's kind of weird. Of course they didn't. I guess it's just the random nature of it. It kind of freaks me out to see him just posting regular, just regular interaction on Facebook one day, here one day, gone the next. It's a bummer to think about. 
But it's part of life, I guess. It's part of this cruel game of life that we play. Anyways, I think I'll leave the conversation here. I will catch up with you later on a better, brighter note, I'm sure. I will pick up the pieces and we will start once again next time. So, uh, hope your week will go well and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. And I will catch up with you later. 